When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh. Welcome to the show that is without its fearless leader. It's first things first. You're the real bad boy. Oh, no, I'm not. I don't like now that. Now we I really have the that. bad boy I didn't host. like when Wilds was doing it. I'm not doing it. On today's show, Brew, Jason Tatum announces he's LaBob. Larry O'Brien or bust. He says he's only judged if he can bring a championship to Boston. Is it officially title or bust for mm. Jason Tatum? Also... Despite a historic collapse, the Eagles decided to bring back Nick Sirianni and his sideline antics. Does Philly just need to make sure his babysitter is back too to guarantee success? And finally, it's Thursday, which means it's the most motivational segment in sports television. It's the Bud List. I'm Nick Wright. He's Chris Broussard. Brew, anyone on the Bubble Bud List? Yeah, you know, Giannis. Oh. Giannis almost. I could, Milwaukee has a host, host of, of people. Yeah. yeah. And Coaches, players, yeah. all of them. Anyone that wanted to talk to Doc Rivers that didn't get the interview, they're on the bud <laughs> list as well. All it took was Wilds not being here. You have a great answer. All right, to the NBA. Gets back going tonight. Warriors, Lakers, and LeBron has been ruled out tonight against the Warriors to rest his left ankle injury. He had eight points in 14 minutes in the All-Star game on Sunday. Warriors are now five and a half point favorites tonight. Brew, LeBron has not missed much time this year, especially compared to his other years with the Lakers. Every year it was 25 plus games except for the championship season where they of course had the long pandemic induced break in the middle. Are you surprised he's not playing tonight? A little bit because I just saw him playing in the All-Star game. (laughs) I know he only played the first half, 14 minutes, but Yes, because he sat out the game before the All-Star break, played 14 minutes in the All-Star game, and now he's sitting out. It's not a good look. Oh. That's... It's not a good look. So, I, look, I think it's the exact opposite. You think it's a good look? I think that – so, you go ahead and finish, because my takeaway is about the All-Star game as well. But well, in a totally that wasn't a good direction. look for sure. But I'm just saying, like, yeah, to miss that game, the last game of the uh, break, before the break, then playing the All-Star game, now misses, not a good look One, because it looks like, oh, he actually could play tonight. Now, I know he doesn't play a lot of back-to-backs, so is he playing tomorrow when they face San Antonio? That would be different. But that's not good. And for the league, Nick, this has been something that's bedeviled the league for the last few years is your big names missing these huge games. I'll be honest. Tonight, I was, like, really looking forward to this game because I wanted to measure the Lakers, and they've been playing well with AD, uh, and D'Angelo Russell's playing well, Austin Reeves. Like, they got it going lately. They're not just winning. They're playing great offense. Like, Austin or um, Austin's averaging 17. Yep. D'Angelo's at 20. LeBron and AD around 24 against the, the uh, Warriors, who've been playing well as well. So I really wanted to gauge it. Now you can't gauge so, it because LeBron's not there. So that said quickly, I give LeBron a pass this year, this whole year. He's 39. He's in his 21st season. Yeah. I don't mind if he load manages. So I'm not, like, all up in arms about it like I might be about somebody else. But it doesn't look good because people saw him out there in Austin. Okay, so I so on the LeBron getting a pass and other guys not. Listen, Kobe, Dirk, and Duncan are fourth, fifth, and sixth all time in minutes played, playoffs and regular season. Okay. They are all ten thousand shy of where LeBron is right now. It, Giannis and Steph's career minutes combined is shy of LeBron right now. <laughs> Jimmy Butler and Dame, kind of older players combined are less than LeBron right now. So if there's anyone entitled to take days off, and as we showed, he hasn't taken much off this year compared to previous seasons. Here's where, and I didn't know what you were going to say. Here's where we both thought of the All-Star game, but I thought of it in a totally different context. This makes me angrier at all the guys who didn't give a damn about the game. Because I don't think LeBron 
is, you know, milking an injury. I think LeBron was is dinged right. and was why he missed the game before the All-Star game, why he missed this one. And I think he understood, you know what? Despite the fact that I'm in year 21 and I'm injured, or not injured is too strong. You know what I mean? Not yeah, 100%. I'm, I'm hampered, yeah. That we are an entertainment product for the fans. And I have an obligation to go out there and at least temporarily put on a show at the All-Star Game. I am the standard bearer of the league. And so the fact that LeBron, maybe if he didn't play in the All-Star Game, he could have played tonight. I think for the overall health of the league, that's a good trade-off. And maybe, and so it could have been had they had they all bought in. And and look, well, that's kind of my point. Now it feels like it's for nothing, right? Because the All Star Game itself ended up being a joke. And maybe to your point, maybe he's like at halftime, like I went out there. I mean, fourteen minutes is not five minutes, right? Right. He played, and he's like, "This is what we're doing." So then he sat out. So I, I I feel you on that, and I agree. I would like LeBron. Now again, these dudes might not have listened, but had he done a speech maybe before the game, all the players like, look. Because LeBron has been in the league and in the All-Star game when it was taken fairly seriously and they had some competitive games. And now he's been several years of this. He could say to them, you know, talk about the difference and why they owe it to the fans to go out there. Now, they might not listen because right. even though he's LeBron and he's all-time great, you don't know what these guys are listening to. But still, I'd like to well, hear him say Well, and you saw, you know, that guys did go into the locker room and say that beforehand. And one of them was Andre Iguodala, who came into the league after LeBron. Right. He's a little which bit is, older than LeBron. But crazy. he came into the league. And Larry Bird as well. And they didn't, they didn't listen they, to Bird. They didn't listen. I just, I, the, the shame of it is Warriors-Lakers, the last time they played, might have been the game of the year so far in the NBA. Yep, it's it certainly awesome. on the very short list. And we don't know. How many more Steph versus LeBron we are getting? We got, you know, obviously we got it in four finals. Yep. We got it in the playoffs last year. We got it in the play-in a couple years ago. And those are always going to be more meaningful. We might get in the play-in again this year. More meaningful. Do you, I don't want them in the play-in. Do you want uh, them playing each other? I would. Prefer, I want them in the playoffs it, if they meet. Yeah, but the problem is the only way that's going to be able to happen. They'd have to both be. Is they'd right. have to both go and they'd have to both Probably go the deep. Finals, right. right, because they're right. both so going to be happened. on the bottom. <laughs> right, it's not going to happen. You would have needed one of these teams to be playing really right. well. Um, all right, so let's keep going with the Warriors Lakers. Sticking with tonight's game, updated odds to make the playoffs. They're neck and neck. The Lakers are the nine seed. They're plus one hundred two. The Warriors are the ten seed. They're plus one fourteen. And just so everyone understands, for those odds and for our discussion, making the playoffs means when the bracket is what it used to be, when we're right. down to eight teams in each conference and it's best of sevens. That so is you got to win the play You either have to be in the top six right. or get in from the play-in. Who needs to make the playoffs more? LeBron or Steph Curry? I'm intrigued at what you're going to say because I'm really looking forward to this discussion. Yeah. It's LeBron no doubt about it. Wow. All right. Lo- no doubt about it. Nick, wow. Any who needs it more question when it involves winning with LeBron and Steph is LeBron. For, Why? T- for many reasons in my view. Number one, as great as Steph is, LeBron's better. Of course. And LeBron is the one in the GOAT conversation. So any achievements that he has are potential arguments for him in the goal conference. I mean, that's really how we view it. Like, if they make the playoffs, those in the LeBron camp can say, LeBron made the playoffs at 39 and when Jordan will, didn't. And what will the Jordan camp Jordan say? didn't have right, Anthony Davis. Right, exactly. <laughs> but, I'm, it, but you know what I'm yes. saying? Like, LeBron is still building a case for the GOAT. Now, and on the other hand, Steph has all – now, you can say LeBron – I don't know if we say he overachieved because obviously so much was expected of him. He certainly didn't underachieve. He either met what was expected, which was arguably the best ever, or he overachieved. But Steph has overachieved by a mile already. Steph Curry, and not just because, Nick, he played at Davidson and was a mid-lottery pick. Mm -hmm. It's because 
his size. He's small. For any player his size, he has far outlasted what would be expected. Steph Curry is the only player, and this is the part I know you'll love this discussion. He is the only player under 6'6 to be the centerpiece of a dynasty. You had George Mikan, Bill Russell, uh, Magic and Bird, if you call the Celtics a dynasty, Magic and Kareem, and then Bird with the Celtics, Jordan, Kobe, Shaq, Tim Duncan, and the Warriors. Yep. And Steph, of course, is the only – he's 6'2". When Jordan did it at 6'6", that defied conventional wisdom. Like, you can't have a dynasty with your best player as a two-guard. Jordan did that, and now Steph's done it as a small point guard. Isaiah Thomas, a mini-dynasty. Right. I think you can take it even further, Brew. I, Steph is one of only two guys, he and Isaiah, under 6'6", to be the unquestioned best player on a champion. That's just a champion. Like the, the, right. The, I mean, I, Bob Cousy, before Russell got there, they didn't win. I don't think they, 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 they No, he right. won league MVP. The Sixers, the, I'm sorry, the, the Supersonics. Sonics, Gus but Williams, but you had Dennis Johnson. Exactly, that's my Sickle. point. So, yeah. like the, so, I, so I agree with you on that. Like the size thing is whenever people talk about can Jalen Brunson be the best player champion, all these types of things, it is not knocks on these guys. Right. It is we have 75 years of NBA history that says – the best guy on your team better be Michael Jordan's size or bigger. Mm-hmm. You know, Kobe Bryant's size or bigger, yep. or you're cooked, except for Zeke and Steph. But the reason I totally disagree with you is because if the question is who would a championship mean more for, okay, then I might go LeBron. Then That's it, an it, interesting one right and there. That's a, but they are far off from it. But I think Steph is now entering – you said after – the title, I don't know if it was the title. You said recently fourth title. The, that he was a top 10 guy. Yeah, right? it, it was top probably 10 after their title, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to make a prediction about how we are going to, when people are going to rank players, the, guy, the guys or guy that Steph is going to be elbowing with, you know, going back and forth. For top 10. It's going to be him and Kobe. Not mm. to be top 10, but when you're actually ranking them, like I have this guy 7, this guy 8, this guy okay. 9. I think Bird... Kobe and Steph are all going to be in around the same area. And Kobe and Steph have oddly similar resumes in this regard. They both have multiple championships where people are like, wasn't the best guy. Right, you know what I mean? Right. Wasn't the best guy. Three for Kobe, right. two for they Steph. They both yeah. have at least one final series where it's like, ooh, that's a bad series. You right. know what I mean? That was a right. tough one. For Steph, it would have been 16, and for Kobe, it would be 4 against Detroit, right? So the, and the first Celtics the, one wasn't great. The, oh yeah. In fact, I think Detroit didn't he hit the game winner. In he the hit the one, game, and then, but, but and so but yeah. they, they they have those, and the one thing that is an odd blemish on Kobe's resume that is not on the resume of any of the other guys in that pantheon is. Smack dab middle of his prime, missed the playoffs entirely. The, the, that first year right. without Shaq. And then the next two years, bounced in the first round, including. Right, so three straight years for Kobe, middle of his prime, didn't either miss the playoffs and get out of round one. Steph, I don't know if we're still considering this his prime, but Steph missed the playoffs, certainly in his prime, back to back years. Now, one year we throw out the broken hand. Right. But the next year. They, they were the nine seed, lost in the play into LeBron. Right now, I think people still consider this the end of Steph's prime. If he misses the postseason again, I think that you're right. He's not in the GOAT conversation. But when people are like, who would you rather have had, Bird or Steph, Kobe or Steph? I think something like, hold on a minute. You couldn't drag – you don't have to win the title. You don't have to win a round. You couldn't drag a team – to the playoffs when nobody thinks the Warriors roster is trash. And so I think that's why I think for Steph, because he's younger, because he hasn't done as much, because he's already missed the playoffs when healthy in the middle of his prime, missing it again I think would be an odd blemish in a way it wouldn't be for year 21 LeBron. Yeah, I mean LeBron is – I've said this and some people might say it's not fair. But LeBron is in the stage of his career where whatever he does is icing. I don't think he can hurt his career, like no. his standing. No. Even if they don't make the playoffs, you say, oh, he's got Anthony Davis not making the playoffs. Yeah, the only he's thing that can, we know he's the only 21. thing that can hurt him. 
dragging them to the finals and losing. <laughs> That's the only the only thing that can hurt LeBron uh, yeah, is if they so, want to make the a finals and lose. small-minded yes, crowd. Yes. Yeah, because they would at the end of the day they'll say he's four and seven. Exactly. Or yes. four and six. Or I guess if Steph somehow miraculously won the championship, that would hurt LeBron. Okay. That's not something LeBron's doing, but then some people would be like, even though Steph's we know era. LeBron's better, but yeah, was it even LeBron's yeah. era? But uh, no, I, I think it's. I'm surprised that you say. I, I just, mean, that's good logic. I mean, I think that's looking at it deeper than most people will. Uh, I had never thought of the Kobe versus Steph. It's just you know? a weird thing because because I think has, most of us look. I mean, Steph's obviously far more efficient, the best shooter ever. Right. But Kobe, I don't think anybody right now feels like Steph's better than Kobe. Well, but so I don't. I don't either. The analytics crowd the, probably does. No, I don't either. But I guess my point is, if you have him in the top ten, which a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. I think it's very, very hard to be like, who was better, Steph Curry or Shaquille O'Neal? Like, you almost do sinners. Because those it, are the two that, right, in my book, exactly. kind of So I sinners. think that what people will do when they're doing these lists in their head, they'll ask, okay, here are the ten best players. The sinners are their own self-contained list. And then, okay, the wings. So you have LeBron, you have Jordan, you have you have. Bird, you have Kobe, you have Steph, and like you know what I mean. You're right, ranking right. them like that, and it, it, they just have Kobe has the longevity. He has like double the All NBAs, if not close to yep. triple. Defense. St- Steph has more regular season MVPs. Steph is going to have way better, like you were saying, analytics. Yep. Steph, and so they're they are going to have an interesting resume when you they both. Kobe lost. could end up being like I don't know. We don't want to get off yeah. on a tangent. He could end up being viewed like Isaiah, where. I feel like what I would say real basketball heads know how great Isaiah was and have him ranked properly. Oh, that's interesting. But a lot of the analytics crew aren't don't think Isaiah was that great because his numbers analytically weren't. They got stocked in ahead of him. I think Nash. Kobe is too legendary for that to have happened to, like, it, like as far as in the culture and, you know. Right every, now. You no, know, that's a good but, point. Ten years from now, I just wonder. And if, if people are saying, and then we'll move on, if people are saying that's crazy, that could never happen, I don't think, I think there is a whole generation of people, honestly, my age and younger, that tr- that truly b- don't believe Isaiah Thomas was as good as he was. Right. Because, and, so there is, and, and so it can happen where a guy in the moment is considered head-to-head head head with all the greats, and then history remembers all those greats in a different way yep. and they remember him. I don't think it'll happen to Kobe, but it, it, it happens to guys. All right, let's go on to the Eastern Conference. Boston's in first. A half dozen games clear of second place Cleveland, led by Jason Tatum. Tatum says none of that matter matters as the Celtics are S-Bob. I'm sorry, Lobob. Jason Tatum <laughs> told The Athletic, I understand no matter what I do in the regular season, I'm at that point where people can judge me off whether I win a championship. I realize that, and it's like, all right, I just got to do it. Brew, your reaction. Well, first of all, I would say to Jason, that's a compliment. We don't – when you get to the level of you got to win a championship, that's great, right? That's a burden that we only put – on the best players, all right? So, number one, wear that with pride because that, that's a compliment to how good you are and people how p- good people think you are. Now, I guess here will come the detraction if that, that was a great compliment to Jason. I think Jason Tatum, as great as he is, is not at that quite at that level where it's like we're going to give you incredible love and praise even though you haven't won a championship. Like, Embiid, we just, even though he struggled in the playoffs, Mm -hmm. the dude has been so good in the regular season, particularly this year, that you still give him that love and we put him on the top tier and he gets MVPs. Luka, same thing. Like, we just know how good Luka is. So I, I see like two tracks. I see the track of you are so great. That you better win a championship because everybody that's yes. as good as you wins a championship. Yes. And that's where Luca is and maybe Embiid is. But, you know, then there's the track of you got to win a championship for us to know how great you are. Yes. We even though we know you're awesome. Right. Yes. But you won't get that that love until you that extra. Kevin Garnett. 
Yes, Dirk. yes. Those Dirk, guys. Dirk is the one I wrote yes. down. That's what Dirk was. D -Wade we knew would Dirk have been, was but great. D Wade won it so early, right. so it didn't matter. But go ahead, sir. But no, you're right. I mean, we knew how great Dirk was, or yes. we knew he was great. We knew he was going to be a Hall of Famer, yes. all that. But once he won, he needed to win a championship to kind of go to that next level. Mm -hmm. And that's where Jason Tatum is. And if he does it, look, I, I think if he does it, then he will indeed go to that level where now he's a perennial MB, like top of the yes. MVP race. And so, yeah, this but, is a compliment to him. He's got a great chance to do it. And here's the other thing, quick, Nick. If he doesn't do it, like there's really no excuse. Not, I know Denver's great. But Boston's got the best roster. They they should be able they, to win it. If you're that guy, you should be able to win. So here's it. the thing: you're saying it's a compliment, but he's he's saying he, yeah he doesn't he's anointing it, it as himself. But he's also saying it about himself, <laughs> like he, he he is. But it is true. I don't think it is. Really? No, because so, so I because I don't think people look at Jason Tatum quite like that. So I I tried to make a list. There are ten guys in the league right now who either were, you know, in their prime or are currently the type of guy where you are judged you are you are supposed to win the title. Right. And those guys are LeBron, Steph, Durant. Steph wasn't there. No, I know, but but, okay, but I'm saying right. or have been at some point in their career or right now. James Harden. Yes, absolutely. Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. yeah, and we, he's uh, done it, yeah. Giannis, Joker, Luca, who has not done right. it, but is judged like that, Embiid, and that's nine, and this other one's projection, but I know it's how he's going to be judged, your guy Wimby. Oh, yeah. I think Absolutely. those are the only ten. I think there are then, I have another list, guys who we're going to see if they get to that level. These are all very young guys. Anthony Edwards. Right. SGA. Right. Halliburton. Ja. Yeah. Paolo. I'll throw in Wilds guy Chet. Like, ooh, who knows? Right. Very young. Right. Then there's a whole other group of guys that are veterans, been in the league for a while, that we Devin all think Booker. are awesome. <laughs> Devin Booker, Dame, Anthony Davis, Jalen Brunson, Donovan Mitchell. It's like, hey, those are great players. But you are not judged, can you carry your team to a title? Because we don't think you can. And right now, I think Jason Tatum lives in that world. Now, if he wins, so you agree with me? If he wins, now he moves up. If he if he wins, level. he moves up. But I don't think I think there is oddly, even though he's younger and in the league less and has less playoff pelts on the wall, I think there is more pressure on Luca than there is on Tatum because even if we can't prove to you why, I think everyone that watches basketball is like, yeah, that guy's better. Like, yeah, sorry, he's Luka's just better. better. He's just better. But I, I gotta be honest, I don't. I don't know how much pressure there is right now on Luke. It's going to keep ratcheting up. Well, I don't know how much pressure there is right now on Tatum. I, if they don't get out of the East, now you're right. He's not at the very tippy top tier. The yet. only person talking about that Jason Tatum has Jason. to win a title is Jason Tatum. <laughs> Nobody. The reason this is the topic is because Jason Tatum keeps saying, "I want to be the face Luke, of the league." He got a little I want to do this. Right? No, and and good for him. Like I think that's right. good to try to speak into existence, create the pressure. But this is the life across NBA history of a guy who's around the fifth or sixth best player in the league. It's just different than the life of the guys who we think might be the best. And so, and I think that's, now Tatum wants to be the guy who could be the best. Right. I don't think he's in that echelon. If he wins a title, maybe. He needs to win it. Yeah. All yeah. right. Probably Coming up not. next, Big Dom's absence and how that affected. I mean, give me a break, Philadelphia. Get a grown-up head coach. Dom is tough. Come on. Is he the key to your success <laughs> next on the Fox Sports Radio Series X? As we celebrate Black History Month, I'd like to celebrate an athlete from my childhood whose impact on sport, culture, and society is still being felt to this day, Florence Griffith Joyner. She's often celebrated for her bold style on the track, the flowing hair, the bright six-inch nails, and one-legged tracksuit that she designed herself. But what should never be overlooked is her absolute dominance on the track. Three-time gold medalist, and still, to this day, holds the world record in the 100 and 200 meter sprint that she set all the way back in 1988. So this summer, when you're rooting on Shakari Richardson as she crosses the finish line and hopefully secures the gold for America, remember that before her was the great Florence Griffith Joyner.
Great job, Jacoby. Appreciate that. Right back, first things first. Let's start in Philadelphia. We all remember this moment. Big Dom, Eagle Security, poking Dre Greenlaw on the sidelines. It's now being reported by Derek Gunn that Dom DeSandro's role controlled Nick Sirianni's emotions <laughs> on the sideline. And in his absence, Sirianni got in numerous arguments with players and coaches during games. So if you're like, what are we talking about? Think about it this way. The same way Wilds flies with an emotional support kitten, Nick Sirianni has an emotional support <laughs> bodyguard. And Brew, the numbers are overwhelming. That right-hand column is the That's moment that difference. Dom got banished from the sidelines <laughs> and the whole team fell apart. So, your thoughts? Well, first of all, the photo of Big Dom on the Eagles.com, wherever it was, I saw it, must be from about 20 years ago, oh, all wow. right, when he first joined the team okay. in 1999. Because it looks a lot different than that, that dude guy? that was on the sideline. But this, I hope this is not true. Oh, I hope it is. Because if, if Nick, if this is true, it makes Nick Sirianni look so weak. All right, that you don't know how to interact with your players and your coaches without going overboard unless you have this huge security guard there with. It's like he's your strength. He's your courage. All right, and that's why I hope it's not true. And, in fact, I, I don't believe this. I, I believe what it is is people are looking at things that happen. So maybe – because of the frustrations of losing, because of the pressure that was being heaped on him, because of the rumors that his job might be in trouble, he lost it. You know, he was a little more emotional. Uh, he was going after coaches or players a little more than usual. And I think they just put two and two together and said, oh, maybe it was because Dom was there. But I cannot believe Because if this is true, I don't know how so, much – how long is he going to be able to be a head okay, coach? Okay, so here's why I, I can believe it. So I'm going to give an example. Because he's always been emotional like right. this. You but know so, that. Correct. So I'm going to give an example first, or a metaphor, I guess. Uh, have you ever been out to eat or in somewhere with someone new? It doesn't have to be a date, just someone you're mm -hmm. just meeting or whatever, or it's your first time out with them. And they are rude or just treat poorly or speak down to the waiter or the service person. Okay. That is... To me, I don't know about you, but I'm guessing we're in locks up on this. That tells you an immense amount about who that person is. Right. That Absolutely. tells you so much more than what they do for a living, how much money they make. You're like, oh, that's the type of person you are. Right. So I'm not saying that all I needed to see was this moment two years ago. But when you're a second-year head coach in the playoffs and your team is rolling and you catch a camera and you say, oh, yeah, it's big Nicky time. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, and then in the Super Bowl a week later, when you're signaling first down and Jalen Hurts, that's how you stop, and then right before your big teddy bear gets banned, you're yelling at Chiefs fans, I know who you are. You're a guy who cannot control his emotions. That, that's who it is. That is, the, 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 if we were to say. But he's doing that I, with Dom there or not there. Yes. And everybody, you didn't love it. I give you credit. You've never loved it. Yes. But most people loved it when they were winning. Right. But my point is this. If you are that guy, then do I find it believable that you might be that guy at all times, even towards your own players or personnel when you shouldn't be, and somebody has to kind of keep you in check? Yeah. I buy it. I buy it a lot more than if this report was out there about any other coach in the league. And does that make sense? Because this guy has he's to me his a track record that he kind of acts like sleep. a knucklehead. So I'm going to go back to what we were talking about with Philadelphia uh, right when the season ended. I think one of the biggest mistakes any team has made in the NFL over the last half decade is going to prove to be Philadelphia not trying to replace him with Bill Belichick. Wow. I think that you had an opportunity to hire the greatest coach of all time whose one weakness is personnel, uh, you know, acquisition. Right. He, the team is mostly in set already. Right. You have high draft picks underperforming on defense. You have as talented of an offense, you know, as personnel-wise of anybody. You could plug Bill in because, to me, now you're going to end up firing Nick Sirianni eventually, and you're not going to hire – I guess maybe Belichick's still available. So maybe you well, still yeah, end up could hire year. him at some point. I, look, I'm not going to sit here and – you know, we talked about it 
ad nauseum yes. during the playoffs. Like, yeah, Belichick would have been great in Philadelphia. Yes. There's no doubt about it. All you got to do is strengthen the defense. You got the offense there. But I'm not convinced Nick Sirianni. I, I, I think he's a good coach. The proof's in the pudding. Now, you can not like his personality and the way he acts and all that, but he has gotten results. Last year was obviously a bad year. I, it sounds stupid to say they still won 11 games because it was all basically at the yeah. beginning. But I think they can bounce back from I have not. In fact, Nick, correct me if, if, if you saw differently. I, I was seeing articles and players back Nick Sirianni. Now, you might say yeah. they're just saying that on the record, but I saw a lot of players standing up for him. No, and, I saw that too. Yeah, so I, 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 I'm not ready to say the dude can't coach. I think he's done a good job. He is emotional, um, but I think it was more probably the pressure of the situation that got to him than losing Big Dom. Man, it's so, we spend so much time. Over these next seven months, we're going to spend so much time breaking down Every free agent acquisition, every draft pick, and the two most significant moments this NFL season might have been a punt in the Super Bowl that hit the 53rd man on a roster <laughs> leg and a security guard not being able to control getting himself, getting thrown <laughs> off the sideline for getting in an argument with Dre Greenlaw. All right, let's go over to Buffalo. The Bills are now the betting favorites to keep Stephon Diggs. Diggs, for the season, has pretty good numbers, 1,183 right. yards, eight touchdowns. Kind of a tale of two seasons for Stephon. I'm going to show you that in a bit. Brew, do you think the Bills can contend without Stephon Diggs being the Stephon Diggs that we were used to his first couple years in Buffalo? Contend, yes. Now, you know they're not my pick to win the AFC or even to be the second-best team in the AFC, but contend, absolutely. Now, if Stephon's not going to be that guy – then they, somebody needs to step up. Right. Will it be Gabe Davis? Will they even keep Gabe Davis? Right. But he's obviously a deep threat. He could be a guy. Khalil Shakir, can he step up and go to another level? Had a really nice rookie year, some, some nice moments. They got two good tight ends. So, mate, you could even your, – your focus of your offense as far as your passing game could be different where you, you go more with the yeah, tight they ends. they spent a high they got draft pick ones. on Kincaid yeah. last year. Yep. They got two really good ones. Dawson Knox is there. Yep. Obviously, the run. I think the run game is going to play more of a role for them. And remember when they won six out of seven to end the season. That's including the playoff loss. Yeah. Stephon was not a big part of it. And I'm not saying that's great, but he was not a big part of that. He had one game in those seven where he caught more than 60 yards worth of passes. Yeah. No touchdowns. All right, so I think – you either need Stefan to step up and be the old Stefan, or someone else needs to get close to that. But I do think they can contend because defense, run game, Josh Allen with his greatness, and then a more of a balance with the pass game than they showed at the end of the year. So we can show the digs. It's a tale of two seasons for him. First nine games, it's going pretty well. The last ten, he's just a totally different yep. player. Yep. Now, the Bills also, you know, their six-game winning streak is in that last ten. So, I think people would think, oh, yeah, they can, you know, they contended last year over the second half without him being great. I don't think, here, I, whether it's Stephon Diggs, a, a player they draft, someone they trade for, whomever, I think it's less about Diggs and it's more about this. For the Bills to be contenders – they need to have a top three passing attack because that is, in my opinion, their biggest strength. And I know people are like, Nick, you're the biggest Josh Allen critic. I, I have been frustrated by Josh Allen being elevated to places I didn't think he deserved. Right. But what makes the Bills special, they, they have a good defense. They don't have a great defense. They have, you know, they, they have good right. you know, it's, skill it's position good. guys. They are not great. They have good offensive line. The th- one thing about that team that is special is their quarterback. And what they did over the second half of the year in putting a governor on him to try to protect them from him as far right. as the mistakes, I don't think they can contend that way. I think the way the Bills contend is they ask their quarterback, who's about to be 28 years old, Josh, I know it's tough. We need the good without the bad. Now, well, it, they've probably been saying that yeah, for the last two years. But that's the if they. It, my point is, if they determine that can't happen, then they can't contend. They can't putting a governor on Josh Allen puts a ceiling on the Bills. But think, look at how 
Obviously, they didn't get past the Chiefs. Yep. It was three points. And I thought Josh was – we differ. I thought he was excellent. Now, I know he didn't play as well at the end of the game. Sure. But what do you have? Two rush touchdowns, yes. one pass touchdown? Like, he was good. This may be – and I don't want to see his career dwindle prematurely, but this may be like a Cam Newton. Like, I think they're just going to have to go all out with him, and that includes running a lot. Oh, see. And, and he may not be a guy that plays at 39 or 40. Well, that's that, – And I don't want him to go out like Cam where his body just broke down. Yeah. But that's a big part of his game. Made it two seconds before Hubs had to just hit the music on me and say we're going too long. Coming up, <laughs> trade rumors surrounding Jalen Waddle. Tyreek says they're crazy. Next. Sticking in Miami. Trade talks surrounding Jalen Waddle starting to circulate. Tyreek Hill not happy with him or fans supporting those rumors, tweeting, my boy Waddle is the future. He's better than I was at this point in his career. For people in this fan base to want to trade him is ludicrous. Him and Tua were special before me and will be special after I leave. Well, just to back up what Tyreek's saying a bit, complete list of guys, 1,000 yards in each of their first three seasons. Tyreek, not on that list. Now his first year is more of a return man. Yep. Jalen Waddle is, along with a bunch of other, you know, great players, potential Hall of Famers, you know, some of the greatest receivers ever on that list. Uh, Brew, your reaction to all of this? Well, first is this, and I don't know if you heard different stories about Tyreek mm-hmm. out of Kansas City in that locker room, but give me Tyreek as a teammate. Oh, he's a hell of a my, I mean, my, the dude will go to bat for you. He oh. is ride or die with his teammates. When he got there, he was telling everybody that would listen that two is better than Mahomes, yes. even though we know that's ridiculous. And now Jalen Waddle, and, and to be honest, what he said about Waddle is true. The dude is great. I don't know. You can argue whether or not he's better than Tyreek at this point. But he is just a phenomenal receiver. He's a number one. That's the number two because of Tyreek. And so I hear what he's saying now. The thing is this. We know they need to improve unless they want to see the break dancers up here in yeah. Aqua and Orange again yes. next year. They got to improve in a lot of spaces. So if they, they're already paying Tyreek big money. Do if if that's a reason and they're going to improve significantly where they need to because they don't pay Waddle or they trade him, they can afford to do that because I think they've got enough talent elsewhere around Tyreek where they'll be all right and they need those improvements elsewhere. So I get that. You'd love to keep them both, but if you can't, I, I understand where they're well, going. Well, and l- listen, the – the fact of the matter for Miami is some very, very difficult decisions are coming. Mm-hmm. And it's why not being able – it'd be one thing if it's just, ah, they came close but didn't win the Super Bowl this year. But for their season to end the way it did where they and don't even don't win you think the they're division, not close? No, I don't think they are close, which is why I think simply – Tyreek – you're locked into him for the next two years. Two years from now, they're in a weird spot. He has a salary of $45 million in three years, so they'd have to rework it right. slash your zeal. And then Waddle's going to get a bunch of money. And then you have this from our friends at SpotRack saying, oh, here's what they think Tua's going to sign for this summer. This summer, Tua Tungavailoa. If, if, four years, 220. Now, I know what you're going to say, Brew. You would like if Tua would take less. But, I, <laughs> but I, I'm, uh, he ain't taking I, I, less. I think that would be, by the way, insane for Miami. I would not give Tua a contract extension at all. I'd want to see him on his fifth year option. Well, he's this well, fifth year, year, fifth year, and then franchise. Okay, if I need I'm, to. I'm, I'm, I'm there. That's what I would do. But because they're probably going to re-sign him, and because they have signed Tyreek and they traded for Tyreek, the smart move would be see if someone is willing to give them for Waddle similar to what they gave up for Tyreek. They gave up for Tyreek the 29th pick, the 50th pick, and then two-fourths and a sixth. So here's what I'm saying. I don't, the, I'm just making it up. But should they call Kansas City and say, hey, will you give us the equivalent Ooh. For Jalen Waddle, what we gave you for Tyreek Hill. Now, Kansas City wouldn't do that, and Waddle isn't Tyreek. They but wouldn't do that? Not, not they, they that many pay. picks. Then, but but the, then they got to pay Because Waddle would look good in, in the red. But, by the way, I wouldn't those. mind paying Waddle because he's so young. Right. You know what I mean? It's, you don't, but I, don't I wonder, think, does Miami do that, though? They're strengthening. The, well, the, the no, I, I brought up the Chiefs, but there's okay. a, lot, a lot of teams. Right. I, my point is, I think the prudent move for the Miami Dolphins 
is to try to upgrade the defense by trading out some of the offense. Because we no, saw they, they had an offense good enough to score 70 last year, and the defense was holding them back at the end of the season. And then, obviously, the offense stalled out as well. So, Tyreek can say they're ludicrous. I think it's a legitimate conversation. And Tua, I'm with you, fifth year franchise. Yes. Can anyone steal MVP from Nikola Jokic, who I've always supported next? <laughs> Updated MVP odds coming out. Nikola Jokic, who I famously believed in before anyone, oh, once stop. called Jordan-esque per Sports <laughs> Illustrated, is favored at minus 125. He's averaging 26, 12, and 9, followed by SGA, Luka, then Giannis, then quite a gap to Tatum at fifth. Brew, who is most likely to steal the MVP from Nikola Jokic? I'm going to surprise you. Okay. And I don't. I got. I've got reasons why I'm not saying this guy, that guy. That guy. I won't go there because I don't know what sure. your your pick is. But I'm gonna go with Jason Tatum. Oh wow! Now I think Luca, and I'm I'm a voter, not Luca. Uh, Jokic is the front runner, yep. and it's weird because the 26 points in today's NBA doesn't seem like a ton. Now he's 14th in the league in scoring. Yeah. But 26 points, 12 boards, 9 assists, mm-hmm. 58% shooting. But I think he's the front runner. But after him, I think Tatum should be higher. I don't know if that he should be second, but I think he should be, high, be higher on that list. Now, here's the thing, and we talked about it a bit earlier. All you heard this week at All-Star Weekend was Tatum talking about being the MVP or why he doesn't get enough love. It reminds me of Joel Embiid a year ago. Embiid was all but begging for the MVP award. And I'm telling you, I do believe Jason Tatum, he wasn't begging, but all this talk, and now he's really, it's really out there like, why isn't Jason Tatum being talked about as an MVP? Why isn't he in the conversation? I think that's going to put him in the conversation. They have the best record by a mile. They're on pace to win 64. Let's say they win 65, 66 games. Now, that's hard to deny. He's clearly their best player, 27, 8, and 5, and he's leading them in the the points, rebounds, and assists. So I think that with all the chatter kind of putting him in the discussion now, and then they're having the best record by a good margin, and then his numbers and him leading them in so many categories – I think he's going to rise in the rankings. Now, I still think Jokic would win it over him, but I, so, I'm going to go with Tatum. Okay, so the, the pushback I would have on the Tatum-Embiid comp is that Embiid had finished second back-to-back years before he ended up winning it. Right. Tatum, I looked it up uh, yesterday when we were talking about this, has never even gotten one first-place vote. He has finished fourth and he has finished sixth, but there has never been one voter that was like he was the He's MVP, the as opposed to Embiid, who a lot of those were one of them right. was close, you know. And so I'm going to say Luca. And so Luca's season is, so I think it's less work than you think. So Luca's season is bananas. He's 34 9 and 9. Uh, on 49, on efficiency, 49% from the field, 38% from three. The reason he is not higher is because of their seed, right? Right, seven. But they're only they're only four games back of Denver. And so Jokic, whose numbers are not as good as Luka's, the, the, the gap is, I understand, Denver's third and the Mavs are seven, but yep. it's only a four-game gap. And the MVP the last three years has come from the third seed, the sixth seed, the third seed. So for we had a stretch for like seven out of eight years. It was the one seed. Right, right. Uh, that has not. When Denver was six, uh, you may not know. Yeah. Thought, did they win fifty? Den- when Denver was six, no, I think they had forty-eight wins that year. Okay, because uh, that's kind of been other than Westbrook with the triple yeah. double. That's kind of been a um, I, and then I want to throw out one. If you're, you know, if you want to take a long shot bet, he's not on the graphic. He's a hundred to one. But I think he's got a better than one in 100 chance, and that's Jalen Brunson. If so, if the Knicks Ooh. climb, they don't have to get the one seed. They're not going to. But they they were you know right there at the, around the two seed till they lost four straight before the break. 
especially with Julius Randle out now potentially getting surgery. There's no other all-star on the team. Right. His, his numbers are excellent. They, he's I think efficient. I would put Mitchell have a better chance than Brown. I think people look at the other Cavs better than the other Knicks. They, they are. And so, the I just, again, I don't think right. Jalen Brunson's going to win it, but a long shot. But you, I, think you, if the, bet on him. I think if the Mavs finish in the top four, Luca's no, a, a great shot. candidate. He's having a phenomenal year. But here's the thing right now. At this moment, there's a feeling like that team is underachieving. Yep. And I think they are. And you're not going to win MVP if that's the case. Coming up, the most motivational segment in all of sports TV. Already. It's the bud list. No wild time. You can have a letter. Time. No, you, you got to get a letter, man. Well, I got to run to the post office. <laughs> Live from New York, it's the show that... Even without our fearless leader, we don't do that in the 4 o'clock. We don't do that for No, we don't. My bad. We did pretty well. It's the 4 <laughs> o'clock hour of First Things First. On today's show, changes in Milwaukee, including hiring Doc Rivers and also Giannis handing the keys to Dame. Huh? Later, we do something literally no show that isn't based in New England has ever done without Kevin Wilds hosting it. We discuss <laughs> Mac Jones. But first, it's time now. For the most motivational segment in sports television, it's the Bud List. And Wilds isn't here to get the mail. So I had to run in during the break to grab it, and I got the mail. And oddly, it's addressed to me, which is, you know, I'm not sure how they knew that I would be the one reading it today. Oh, there's the letter reading music. So here we go. Dear Mr. Wright, Ryan and Brian here. We just watched the first hour of First Things First. The mail's fast. (laughs) And noticed that Kevin, the bad boy Wilds, was missing. (laughs) I would assume he has taken some much-needed vacation. Just wondering if he has sent any pictures from the road. Best regards. The aforementioned Ryan and Brian. So So it's so funny you ask, because Kevin Wilds (laughs) did is on the road. He is, you know, <laughs> taking a cowboy-themed vacation. There, there he is, visiting the world's largest pair of cowboy boots. After something like that, you get a, you got to stop by the Big Texan Steak Ranch for a good meal, and then find your, you know, lodging. This is he's going by himself. This was Wilds and Brew went last summer together. So those are pictures. Where is Wilds' pot belly? What? I, you know, I've got a pot belly, but Wilds doesn't. You know, I'm not in charge of the pictures. I'm not sure. Brew the butt. I cry foul. All right, here we go. I need some motivation after yeah. that. This one is highly motivational. They all three, no indictments. Okay. Just motivation. All right, so let's start with Luka Doncic, as you see. Uh, Luka. Just like I called Patrick Mahomes Jordan-esque, the first to ever do it, now it's stuck to him. I was the first to call you, I believe this, Nick, the first to call you Luka Legend. That one is true. Luka Legend, right? In yes. tribute, he's, he's the new age Larry Bird. Yes, yes he's he a new age version of Larry Bird with one difference, at least so far. Larry used to win. All right, Larry... Now, and you can't say, oh, yeah, he was with Boston. Well, Boston, they won 29 games a year before Bird got there. And 61 his rookie year with essentially the same team. Uh, and then his second year, he won a championship. By year six, or in his sixth year, completing his sixth year, he had two of his three championships. All right, and three trips to the NBA Finals. Luka, you are now in your sixth year. Got to a conference final, but really not near a championship. So, Luca, I am calling on you. You're the seventh seed right now. You're better than this. The Nick said you could win the MVP. I believe it too, but not as a seventh seed. That's not right. when people feel like you're underachieving. All I'm asking, I know you don't have the best roster in the league, but you got to get up to that fifth or sixth seed. By the time the playoffs start, get to the fifth or sixth seed, make a deep run in the playoffs. Even if it ends in the second round, you got to be in the hunt. It's got to be like a tough six, maybe seven games, and you get ousted by a team that could win the championship. We could live with that. All right, so, Luca, here's the last thing I'll say, Luca. I love your game, but learn how to move without the ball. Sure. Learn how to get off the ball, maybe set some screens, you know, talk on defense. You're not going to be a great defender. We get it. 
But uh, Luca's got to add some things too. So I, I think he should be working on that too. So I want to. So a couple things on Luca before we move on to the bud list. One one thing to be fair to Luca in reference to Larry Bird stuff. You're right about how great Larry was instantly. But Luca in year six is not that much older than Larry was in year two. Larry, yeah. Yeah, Larry I mean, Larry. Like 22, it, I think, when it, he it, Exactly. And so, the, so Luca and Luca's, we assume, going to play far longer than Larry did. The, here's my concern for the Mavs as a whole. We know the way they're built, especially with Luca and Kyrie. They're not going to ever be a great defensive team. Right at the break, right they were like 19th in defensive rating. I think they would happily take if they could somehow be right around league average, right around 15. The problem is they're only 11th in offensive rating. The way this thing is, the only way this thing is going to work is if the second half of the year, you know, the last third of the year, really, this is a top five offense. With those two guys, it's got to be. And Kyrie's missed 22 games. Right. So if he's healthy, that's a big It's got to be a great offense. And I think Luka has proven that if the Mavs are locked into, for example, the sixth seed, I don't know if that's going to happen, but say in the final yeah. week of the year, I think you would have teams trying to dodge them. I think you would have teams saying there we would rather play a lot of the teams we could rather than have to face that guy in a playoff series because even in the playoff series, he's lost. He's been such a killer. Right. Yeah, they, they, they're not, honestly, they, as great as Kyrie is, I think they were better before that trade. I, I mean, yeah. and I think as I, we've seen now him with 30-something yeah. games, I, I think so. so. Too. And, yeah, so they, they, got, they got some work to do. A lot of people around the league, they compare Luka to James Harden. It, it's, yeah. a good, it's a compliment because Harden's great. But you know what I mean? Like, Except all Luke dominant, you're not going to win it. Well, yeah. you, But I mean, yeah. like, the one-man sure. show, that type of offense. All right, at number two, we're going to go to the NFL. Justin Fields. Justin, I get it. I get it. Justin Fields, he, he's saying, Caleb Williams? Caleb Williams? I was Caleb Williams. That's what he's saying. All right, he's saying, Caleb, sophomore year, threw for 42 touchdowns, five interceptions. I threw for 41 touchdowns, three interceptions my sophomore year. Caleb had a career uh, passer rating in college, 169. Mine was 179. I was Caleb Williams, so what are we talking about? All right, then he's saying I've had two head coaches in my three years in Chicago. I've had two offensive coordinators in my three years in Chicago. And I'm the problem? I get it, Justin. Here's the thing, though. you got to be mature about this. All right, and scrubbing the, the bears off your Instagram is not really being mature. Even if I buy, I'm not saying I do, but even if you buy the excuse, Nick, of you know, I just didn't Trying want them on my timeline, yeah. which might be, I get it. You don't want to see all this stuff about you and them cutting you or moving on or whatever, but it's still not a good look. And you should know by now that it's going to be taken the wrong way, even if you meant it differently. So what I'd say, Justin, is look at the bright side. I'm trying to motivate you. If you get traded, then you are going to a team that absolutely wants you and a team that most likely has had a good quarterback since the 1940s yes, when Sid Luckman played, and a team that will build around you. If they trade for you, Justin, they're saying, okay, we're going to build around this guy's strength. So it could be a good situation for him, Nick, if he ends up somewhere. So look at the bright side, Justin. I do believe him. And I like Justin, but I don't, I don't feel like Justin Fields is being done wrong. He's had – Three years, two, two and a half as the starter. I know he's missed time. He's never thrown for 2,600 yards. He's never thrown for 20 touchdowns. In his career, he's at 40 touchdowns, 30 picks. You want to bring in the – well, but he has 14 rushing touchdowns. The, the, most of the highlights yeah. are rushing. Yes, but he also has 16 fumbles to go along with the 14 rushing touchdowns. So I'm not writing him off, but I do not think it is the Bears doing him dirty for wanting to draft Caleb Williams. They passed on drafting a quarterback number one last year to give you another year. It was another kind of fits and starts year, fits right. and stops year. So I understand it. Go ahead. Now you like the, cause you broached, I don't know if it was you that threw it out yesterday about maybe keeping him. I don't think that could work. Okay. He'd have to be a good soldier, I, I guess. But I think there's an argument to be made that you draft Caleb, you keep Justin and you play Justin. <laughs> that you do, that you do tell Caleb, people say you're you. Patrick Mahomes 2.0. We're going to do what they do with Patrick Mahomes and tell Justin, hey man, 
you have a this is the biggest moment of your career. You know what I mean? We can, you can improve your stock and get a big contract from whoever's going to trade for you. But I nobody That's thinks they're going to do that yeah. other than me. That's asking yeah. a lot of yeah. them, those guys to be mature at a young age. But anyway, all right. At number one, <laughs> the aforementioned Caleb Williams. There you go. All right, Caleb. Uh, everybody loves you. Everybody loves Caleb. I, I love you, uh, Nick. There's this is a big debate on this show. Does Nick think Caleb might be better than Mahomes? No. I, we we just he says you're Patrick Mahomes 2.0. Yeah. I looked it up. 2.0 means a better version. Now he's going to say something Chad differently, GPT but I don't know. I'm not sure. All right, but here's the thing: everybody loved Trevor Lawrence, and jury's still out in all seriousness. But right now, we don't know if he's going to be great. We don't know if he's going to be a superstar. Other guys, number one, Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, Jameis Winston. All right, so my point is this, Caleb. Even if you are drafted number one, which seems likely, and I think that's the smart thing for the Bears to do, you are still going to have to work incredibly hard to live up to your promise. All right, and, and here's the thing, too. Even though the Bears are not a great organization and there's obviously been some chatter about you not wanting to go there, there won't be any excuses, Nick. Like, Joe Burrow going to Cincinnati, which was a place people thought he shouldn't go, a cheap franchise, at least yep. at that point, he turned him around immediately. C.J. Stroud goes to Houston, which had been an embarrassment to the league for the last five years or so. He turned him around immediately. So now when you go to Chicago, I personally am not expecting you to necessarily be C.J. Stroud right away, but there will be those expectations sure. that he is great right away. So I would say this lastly, Caleb, in the NFL, the mind is just as important as the body at that quarterback position. you got to be just as mentally strong as you are physically strong. The study habits are just as important as how far you can throw the football, how fast your legs can move. I do believe in you, Caleb, but it's going to be a lot of hard work. So I just want to kind of defend number one overall picks for a moment on this before I add someone to the bud list. We, we had a stretch where teams just whiffed on it all the time. Tim Couch was the wrong pick. Alex Smith, instead of Aaron Rodgers, that was the wrong pick. Jamarcus went number one. Now, Jamarcus, there was actually no good quarterbacks as we now know in that draft, but still. But since then, almost every time, teams have taken the right quarterback, even if they haven't turned into a star. In 09, it was Matt Stafford who went number one. That was the right pick. In 2010, Sam Bradford went number one. Maybe he wasn't the player you'd hope he would be. The next quarterback taken was Tebow. 2011 was Cam Newton. And it was either Blaine Gabbard, Jake Locker. Right. 2012, Luck. Jameis, 2015. The other guy is Marcus Mariota. It was still the right. If you were going to. Of the quarterbacks, he was the best right. one. 2016, but people thought Jameis. Of course. Was much no, 2016 was Golf. Next was Wentz. Baker's the wrong one. You have Josh Allen, Lamar. Yeah. But then 2019, Kyler, the next guy was Daniel Jones, Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence. Last year, of course, is the exception. The point I'm making is I understand the draft is something of a crapshoot. Right. Over the last 15 years, number one pick quarterback has usually been the right quarterback. I didn't even, oh, I did mention Trevor, who no matter what you think of him, he is the right quarterback that from draft. that class. I'm going to add quickly Anthony Davis to the Bucs. Not just because you now can play without Le you're playing without LeBron tonight, should be able to maybe get a win even without him, only five and a half point dog. But AD is having a sneaky, excellent, yep. healthy year that no one seems to want to give him credit for because the Lakers as a whole are not performing at the level. While there's scrutiny on LeBron all the time, scrutiny on Darvin Ham, Anthony Davis, maybe quietly, final third of the season, do what we've wanted him to do for three years, take the baton from LeBron and lead the Lakers down the stretch. I'm not saying I'm predicting it. I'm saying I think it's something interesting to watch for the last half of the season. And I'm not saying they haven't been doing this, but everybody in that organization, Darvin, LeBron, yep. the other teammates, they should be pushing him. Rich Paul, his agent, yep. they should be pushing him this is to your do this. You're right. And I know they've talked to him about it. They said it in subtle ways, but like say it bluntly. Yes. Like, dude, you need to take over so say, LeBron doesn't have to kill himself say for the next 30 what, games. Say to Anthony Davis what Giannis is saying to Dame. It's your team, buddy. It's all That's your right. team. Does right. Milwaukee belong to Dame now? That <laughs> next. Oh, I can't believe you guys didn't invite me. The big Texan looks great. That was good. All right, so despite some lulls in Milwaukee, the Bucks do have 
the fourth, fourth best odds, pardon me, for the title coming out of the All-Star break. Giannis hoping to get it done again in Milwaukee, this time alongside Damian Lillard, who he thinks is now the face of the franchise. Here's what he said. I ride with Dame, like I've been saying this over and over again. This is his team. Down the stretch, he's going to get the ball. There's nothing else that we will do. I don't know how else to put it. I don't know what else to say. But at the end of the day, he has to believe it too. Brew, your reaction. I know what to say. What? I don't like it. Okay. I don't like it. Look, I, I get wanting to make Dame feel at home and comfortable. And if you want to say this is our team, okay. If you want to say Dame's our closer, he's one of the greatest shooters, he's one of the greatest clutch shooters, that's fine. But his team, you're the guy, you're the best player on the team. You're the guy that's won two MVPs. You're the guy that's won a championship. You're the guy that's been in Milwaukee his whole career. This has gone too far. This is way overboard. I mean, there, and I, I'm not saying it's the end of the world, but the skeptics, the skeptics would say, okay, one, is he setting up an excuse? Like people accusing Doc of putting out pre-excuses for when they yeah. get beat in the second round, right? Like, is, is he putting out a pre-excuse? Is, is Dame's team? Everything changed when, when Dame here is his team. Or, or is he saying he doesn't want the pressure of leading a team, you know, with all these so expectations. So why do you think he's saying? I think he's trying to be nice. I think I think Dame clearly is their closer, even though it might be Middleton here or there, you know. But Dame's a closer, and maybe that's what he meant. But I think he's trying to just be nice. But I just think it's gone too far, and it it makes you. We we've seen him as the alpha, obviously Giannis. But it makes you feel like. Dude, does he not want – like, why so, are you giving this team up? So, I – LeBron wasn't going to give up his team until he was, you know, past his prime. And he, he, right, and he still really has. Right. The, the, um, I mean, LeBron was I, nice. You remember his rookie year. He came as his rookie day. Okay, well, that's different. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. But um, no. But, yeah. And when LeBron – when the best player on a team defers, it's usually not good. Thank you. That, that, so, you agree that, with me? Oh, I agree with you. Okay. I, I just – I'm trying to understand why Giannis is saying it. Because Giannis doesn't think Dame's better than him. Gian- Giannis doesn't think anybody's better than him, which he shouldn't. Right. Giannis, Giannis legitimately might be the best player in the right. world. And if you are the ninth best player in the world legitimately, you probably should think you're the best. So, you know what I mean? When you right. actually might be, and at worst, you're third. So I'm trying to figure out why he's saying it. Because here's the thing. Giannis just keeps saying weird stuff. And I can't quite figure it out. So, and Wilds pointed out yesterday, the end-of-season press conference was weird, but I, I almost wrote it off in that, man, guys, right after their season ends and they have to talk, we have a lot of instances of right. weird quotes. LeBron's like, hey, I'm still rich as LeBron, and you're still whack. He was right. That press it, conference was a, a tough <laughs> moment. Like, there, things are right, raw, right. whatever. Um, But then it was... He also, we didn't even talk about it on the show. The other day he was like, man, I've had four coaches in six months. Stuff's hard. It's like, buddy, we all kind of know. Like, <laughs> you had a hand in at least some of those coaching changes. And then the other quote that, you know, he talked about, you know, I, I love Drew, I miss Drew, but yep. now Dame. And now this part of it, I, I feel like Giannis is attempting to be the vocal leader. And I don't know that necessarily that is something that is coming easy to him right now. He's attempting to message things that the that he's just maybe not doesn't have the firmest grasp on. Because I agree with you. I think his heart is in the right place. I think he thinks this is good. what is going to lead to the most winning. But it is such an odd thing to hear a player of his caliber in his athletic prime, right. talking about a player who's never been in quite that caliber, who is on the downside. Like, not, not like Dame is right, plummeting, but he's, but... he's not having a great year by his standards. Correct. His scoring, which you expect the scoring to be down, but it's from 32 to 24. Yeah. But field goal percentage, yeah. three-point percentage he's are way down. a smaller aging player, right. so it's what you so, expect. So maybe, I, I think, like I said, Giannis is trying to make him feel good. Maybe this will give him a boost yeah. for the second half of the season. But all the things you said 
combined with this, if you put them together, there's no failure in sports. Yeah. Uh, we've had four coaches in six, you know, six months. Yeah. Now this is not my team, it's his. That is stuff where it's like I don't, I don't want this pressure that LeBron James has to play on every single game. I don't want this pressure that Anthony Davis had. I don't want this pressure of, like, championship or bust, baby. Like, no, nobody's just – we're not getting excited about your 30 and 12 during the regular season anymore. Yeah, it feels like he's saying It's a that. weird thing, though, because he's already won the title. So he's kind of, you know – But he's, the, but he's got his ring. We'll got talk the, Mac Jones next for reasons I don't understand. <laughs> We have a podcast. I think it's pretty good. And in fact, you you know, when I think about it, Brew, we have a show podcast. We, we do this show together. I do my own podcast, What's Right. You do the radio show, The Odd Couple. That's, that, that's and Wilds problem. does nothing and leaves early for vacation. Um, subscribe <laughs> to the podcast on YouTube channel. Metal's time. Uh, here is the standings up to the All-Star break in the medals. What jumps out to me is, man... Joel Embiid was running away with this thing, particularly in gold medals, before the injury. Yep. And it also strikes me as it's pretty fair representation of who've had great years. Maybe a little LeBron bias on there, I'm not <laughs> sure. But uh, there's the medal, I guess the medal standings from the first half of the NBA season. All right, before we go, the Patriots, they're a football team that played in New England, used to be pretty relevant. We still talk about them. Uh, they have an offensive coordinator named Scott Van- Alex Van Pelt. Pardon me. You addressed the quarterback situation and Mac Jones' status. Take a listen. You mentioned that you had a chance to meet Mac Jones. Can you envision him being this team's starter next season? Right, you know, really right now, everything is on the table. Okay, so, <laughs> Brew, what I'm supposed to ask you is this. Do you believe that Wilds is not the only one who believes in Mac Jones? No. No. He's the only. He's the exactly right. Alex Van Pelt has no other choice but to say what he just said. Because right now it's Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. Well, and Nathan O'Rourke, who according to our friends at our lads, O'Rourke's ahead of Mac on the depth chart. There has never been a team more guaranteed to be drafting a quarterback third overall than the Patriots are this season. What I am interested in in regards to Mac Jones is this. Is there a team out there willing to give New England? Think about what the Cowboys gave up for Trey Lance. Fourth round pick. Like, I know Mac's been awful, but Mac also He's has one year of decent tape. Yeah. Trey had barely anything. Is there a team out there that would be willing to bring in, like the Niners, for instance, if they lose Sam Darnold in free agency, like bring in Mac, you know what I mean, cheaply? I think there that, should be a team yeah. that brings him in That's, as I, a backup. Yes, and would they give up a draft pick for it? Maybe. All right. We are dark tomorrow and off all of next week. We'll see you guys March 4th with the whole crew back.